Welcome to the Prompt to Page podcast, a partnership between the Jesmond County Public Library and the Carnegie Center for Literacy and Learning. I'm your host, librarian and poet, Carrie Green. Each episode, we interview a published writer who shares their favorite writing prompt. Submit your response to the prompt for a chance to have it read on a future episode of the podcast. Our guest today is Sean Pryor. Sean Pryor's work includes the middle grade graphic novel series Cash and Carry, the 2019 Glyph-nominated sports graphic novel Force, and several books for Capstone's Jake Maddox Sports and Adventure Pro Series and Kids Sports Stories Children's Books. Currently, he's the writer of the High-Low Reader series, The Gamer, with illustrator Francesca Ficarilli, and the upcoming middle-grade graphic novel, Fast Break, with illustrator Courtney Hahn. In his free time, he enjoys reading, cooking, listening to streaming music playlists, and talking about why Zack from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is the greatest Black superhero of all time. He is represented by Kelly Sonak of the Andrea Brown Literary Agency. Welcome, Sean, and thanks for joining us. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you for having me. So we are especially excited that you could be with us today because we are gearing up for Comic Surge here at the Jessamine County Public Library on, on October 8th. And it's our free annual Comic Con. And I think you've visited before. Yes, yes. I've done a comic surge. It was a few years ago and Mm -hmm. uh, it was a lot of fun. It was busy. And (laughs) and to see people interested in comics and art and all this stuff and reading in general, Mm -hmm. um, it was incredible. And for me, the thing that blew me away is that, yes, you know, I love libraries. I've been to libraries my entire life. Growing up as a child, my mom, my mom and my dad would take me to the library once a week. Mm-hmm. And I would always get books, you know, you name it, I was going to grab it, I was going to read it. But the vision of a library is like, it's still stuck on my head, head of that as a child. Mm-hmm. But when I went to, I went to the Jessamine County Public Library a couple of years ago for Comic Surge, I'm like, oh, wow, this is amazing. You have, com- you have computers, you can do like, you can work on like graphic design. There's a 3D printer over here. Look, there's, there's musical instruments. There's, there are like all different types of things that, that folks can get into and learn for free. Mm-hmm. And I was completely blown away by that. I'm like, wow, library <laughs> blown away. This is amazing. <laughs> well, thank you. We're always glad to hear that. And yes, we we do have lots of great equipment for creating and for creating your own comics if that's what you want to do or creating your own cosplay if if that's what you want to do too. And we're excited that you're going to be back visiting with us at Comic Surge again this year. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. It's been a long time and I definitely have a lot of different books now. So (laughs) I'm excited. I'm excited. Excellent. So I think you're the first writer of graphic novels that we've had on the podcast. So I, I read graphic novels, but I'm very curious Mm -hmm. about the process and how it works. Yes especially when it's a team effort, as it seems to be with most of your books. Um, Mm -hmm. Can you describe what a typical project is like in the writing process? Yes. As a matter of fact, um, 
I've done like a few graphic novels for Capstone and like in, in like various levels mm-hmm. over like the last like two or three years. Like uh, say, for instance, there's one line that's called the scary graphics line. And they're kind of like goosebumps type stories, but the graphic novels, one and done stories. And they'll say, OK, well, and they always release them in batches of four. So what they normally would do is say they'll say, OK, well, we got these four books and we've hired writers for these three. And Sean, we want you to write this fourth one. Pitch us an idea. I'm like, okay, cool. So I pitch them an idea. So say, for instance, uh, the book that I did is called The Deadliest Race, where um, you have a kid. By I said, so my idea is this. There's a kid by the name of Aaron. He loves BMX racing, but he's terrible at like you know doing stunts and jumping hills. And I said, okay, he damages his bike trying to do a stunt, and he takes it to the bike shop. And the bike owner says, I will fix this for free. But you got to ride in this race. If you ride in this race, I'll sponsor you. No worries. And I'll fix your bike. And the kid just doesn't know what he's getting into. He's like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Great. And come to find out that this race sends him to another dimension called the deadliest race, where all these you have all these kids trying to basically race and escape from their fears. Mm-hmm. And so I sent that. Like, so I put like the little like two-paragraph idea, and I sent it to the editor. And the editor's like, huh. Okay, fantastic. Send me an outline. Okay, so now we go into the outline process. So now the way their graphic novels work, they do everything by double page spreads. So they'll just so with the exception of like page one and the final page, everything they just like they'll just say this is a spread, this is a spread, this is a spread, this is a spread. Now, so what that means is so say, so say for instance you have page one and then it's two, three, four, five, six, seven, such and such and such. And so they'll tell me, you can only have so many panels per single page, so many panels per spread. So say, for instance, they're like no more than like, say, for instance, we say pages two and three. They're like a max six, seven panels overall, Mm -hmm. period, because, you know, that, that gives the artist room to do their thing. It also doesn't overload the the reader, the readers with too much text. And so it's this like nice blend of visuals and text. Mm -hmm. And so that's the, that's the rule. Those are the rules. Those are the rules. We try not to overdo it on the panels. Mm-hmm. And so I send the outline and I step-by-step process of what I'm, what I'm going to do throughout the story, basically break it down into three acts, give that back to the editor, editor, make some comments, you know, notes, possible changes if need be. Okay, here you go. Write the first draft. And so we do the first draft. We, you know, I got the outline here, so I should be able to like work this out. No sweat. You know, I'm like, here are my additional characters. Here's my main character. Here's their motivations. Here's their fears. Okay, let's go. So we write the first draft. We get that done. I, I mean, I get that done. I send that to the editor. Editor's like, well, this is really good, but, you know, you need to change this because it's for this age group. Um, it's for this age level. Okay, we need to, we might need to pull back on some of these words. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, let's, you know, because like the ATOS level, which is a read, which is a reading level. Uh, they have a calculator. They have like, there's a website where you can literally just throw a manuscript in and it will tell you what the reading level is. Mm-hmm. And they're like, if this reading level is above X, that means that it's not for our age group. So you need to bring it down a bit. So we make the corrections, we make our edits, we send it back to the editor and then the editor approves it. And then it goes directly to the artist and the artist is working on concept sketches for the characters. And then uh, that gets approval. And then they do their layouts where they basically it's not a full rendered drawing, 
but it's basically laid out like this is how page one is going to look, this is how page two is going to look, three, four, five. It's not fully detailed, but it's enough for you to see if the story is vibing and it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then that gets approval, and then it's, you know, the, the artist will do pencils, possibly inks, and then those pages are approved. And if those pages are approved, then there are no changes that need to be made. Then we go to the coloring process, and then the lettering process. Mm-hmm. And then it gets one or two more passes just to make sure everything is good. And then once that's done, um, the additional material is put in is put in the book, and it goes to press. And then it's then it's set for its release date. And it hits the shelves. Yeah. And we're all glad for that. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it it's interesting because it sounds like, I mean, I know like as a poet, I, I like often the constraints of, you know, a form or a genre. And it yes. sounds very yes. much like that in some ways. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like, and, and that's the whole thing. The cool thing about, you know, being a writer you know, and it being such a cool craft is that not every assignment is the same. Everything that you write is the same, um, you know, and so like you, you get to you're able to change your flows or you're able to change your you know, your diction, you know, or environment, and all these other things. Because the way I write a scary graphic story for Capstone for their graphic novel series might, might be different for the Jake Maddox graphic novel sports series graphic novels it's a completely different environment because those are printed in a different size whereas the scary graphics are oversized jake maddox graphic now sports graphic novels are smaller so on those double page spreads guess what we're doing less panels mm-hmm. probably maxing out at five instead of seven mm-hmm. you know and so like it's a completely different it's a completely different dynamic over there than it is with the other series and so like and so like you're constantly being a writer, you're always on your toes and you're always trying to make sure, especially when you're doing comics, graphic novels, is that you're also respecting your artists mm-hmm. that you're collaborating with because this is a team effort. Mm-hmm. And you never want to put them in a situation where you are overloading them. I'm, I can be very descriptive, but the one thing I learned from when I started like writing eons ago is that like you can't put the whole universe in one panel. <laughs> you know, you know, because some people are so immensely descriptive. Like, okay, in the background there's a library. There's two, <laughs> um, you know, two statues of lions in the back, and, and on, on those lions they're both wearing a hat, and that hat will say, <laughs> "Come to the light." And like, they get so descriptive, and I'm like, if that isn't truly part of the scene mm-hmm. or part of what the story that you're trying to tell, let's ease up on that. You know, where are your characters? What are they doing? You know, give your artist. A reason to not hate you. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, it's so it's it's all it's all the process. And there are times where I'll write something, and in my head, I'm like, okay, that's going to look awesome because it's going to look like this. And then the artist comes back with something like, oh, well, that's even better than what I than what I imagined. <laughs> and it's 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 wonderful. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's wonderful. So yeah, like. You're absolutely right. Comics is a co- comics, graphic novels is such a collaborative effort, collaborative mm-hmm. effort, and and I don't think people under a lot of people understand the amount of work that goes into making. Mm-hmm. It kind of, it also kind of sounds like writing prompts are sort of automatically built into the process of you know pitching yes. ideas and things. Mm-hmm. Do you? use writing prompts in addition to those prompts that are sort of 
worked into the process? Have you used them in the past? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's a perfect example, like a prompt. Sometimes I'm just given a title. Like, say, for instance, outside of like projects that like I create and collaborate with, uh, collaborate on. Like, uh, let's go back to Capstone as a perfect example. I, I uh, write a high-low reader series with spot illustrations. It's called The Gamer. It's a superhero series. So what happened was, was that editor, I believe it was Julie Gassman, reached out to me and said, well, we have these high-low reader books where we're, you know, short sentences, it's descriptive, but like the text level is like on the ATOS level of 2.0. So it's easy for people to get into it, read it, know what's going on. And uh, it's always in present tense. Okay, great. Fantastic. And we're like, well, we want you to do one. They sent me some examples of some of their high-low reader series. I'm like, well, this is really adventurous stuff. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I'd love to. And they're like, okay, great. We have a superhero. Their name is The Gamer. That's all we got. We don't have anything else. Um, so we want you to come up with the concept, come up with the character, come up with the characters, all the stuff, and and give us an outline or synopses for four books. Go. I'm like, oh, oh okay, great. Okay, cool. Let's go. So, um, so you've given me a title mm-hmm. and you say superheroes. I'm like, okay, okay. So the title is The Gamer. I'm like, okay, Gamer. That's great. Okay, so... Now, the first thing I do when I get that prompt of, you're given a title, the gamer, and I'm like, well, I don't want to do a superhero that like people have already seen. Like, I, you know, I'm like, well, I, you know, uh, so I was like, okay, well, we, we've read comics our entire life. We know all about superheroes. It's like, but let's do something different. As a child, I love anime and I still love anime to this day. And I love um, what they call overseas tokusatsu which means like live action special effects shows. Super Sentai, which in America, some Super Sentai has been translated and has become Power Rangers, which has been here for almost 30 years, which is still wild to me because I'm like, I bet that reminds me that I'm old. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I was like, I said, okay, you know what? I want to do a tokusatsu inspired hero for the gamer. Okay, great. How are we going to do this? Okay, so so I said, okay, let's take some of our favorite tokusatsu superheroes that we like. I was like, okay, great. I was like, well, I'm a big fan of Ultraman. I'm a big fan of Kamen Rider. I'm a big fan of the Japanese versions of the Super Sentai shows that were translated over into the States and became Power Rangers. I said, okay, cool. We've got that. Let's look at those things. Let's highlight the things that we like out of all that stuff. Okay, great. Now, what is is their costume going to look like? I was like, well, it's the gamer. They like video games. Well, how about what's what's like the coolest looking gaming system right now? I said, well, I was like, Nintendo Switch is really cool. You know, it's you know, you got the you got the red, you got the blue, and got you know. I'm like, that's that's actually really cool. Red, red, blue, and black. I was like, we can make that work. I was like, okay, so now we have a Nintendo Switch over here in another little box. And so then I was like, okay, well, okay, we've got that. I was like, what about the character? Who is the gamer? I said, well, we can make him a 13 year old. I was like, okay, cool. 13-year-old boy. I was like, okay, what's his name? So now I'm looking through names. So now we have another prompt, names. So now mm-hmm. trying to figure out a name. And I was like, okay, Tyler. Tyler's a cool name. And I was like, well, he needs a last name. And so I love basketball. John Morant is like one of my favorite basketball players. And he also played for a college in Kentucky. So I was like, okay, that works for me. <laughs> and I saw his name was Tyler, Tyler Morant. And so, which then also I thought of Miles Morales, I was like, Miles Morales is also a big inspiration. So there's a little bit of an American superhero into that too. So we just like mixed all that together. 
wow. <laughs> and that's how the gamer, you know, came to life. And from there, coming up with like ideas, ideas for books, that next prompt was, what are the adventures? What are the adventures? Who is the villain? Mm-hmm. Will the villain create other villains? <laughs> you know, and so I was like, is, do all stories take place in the real world? Or is there also an alternative world where these adventures take place too? And the gamer, and from all of that, like I've written now eight books, eight gamer books. Mm-hmm. And, and the gamer is something that's very, very close to me. And I, and the, and the thing is like, normally I'm, I'll be the first person to tell you, like, I love, you know, creator owned stuff. I've always been a big, you know, proponent of that. I love creator owned properties and things of that nature. For example, like Fast Break, when I'm working on with Courtney on, that's our original idea. It's coming out next year through FSG McMillan. I, I'm beyond excited. But the, but the gamer, though, even though we don't own, I don't own it. Me and Francesca don't own it. It's resonated with kids in such a way, especially young black kids that actually see themselves as the hero. And it, like, it just touches my heart. Mm-hmm. It touches my heart. Like I, I email Capstone like every other week. I'm like, can we write more? You know, so from that one little prompt of a title, we just got this like Sean has just went over <laughs> over the time limit and explained it all. <laughs> no, that's great. So so what prompts or prompts did you want to share today? Let's see. Well, like one prompt is like said titles. Titles are like sometimes I know like as, as writers we struggle. It's like okay, what's our idea going to be? Like, what are we going? What are we going to do? And one thing that I normally will do is is that like uh, just for writing exercises because sometimes I just have to just do some silly stuff and just have some fun. Mm-hmm. This isn't for this isn't for a job. Let's just have some fun and let's just flex our writing muscles and it can end up being something something that we might use later. So I'll just make up titles and I'll just I'll sit there like. Um, like as perfect example, three days ago, I said, "Okay, well, uh, okay, well, let's do let's let's do a superhero." Okay, I was like, "What are we going to call that superhero?" I said, "Okay, uh, we'll call." As I, and it's the first words that come off the top of my head. It doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to be perfect. So I said, "Bright night." I was like, "Bright night." I was like, well, "What does bright night do?" And so, and then we just break we break down character motivations, you know, and, and like story ideas and things like that. Put it away. Okay, let's do something different. And then like I'll go grab a book and like I won't look and I'll just like flip through the pages and I'll put my finger down, whatever word that it pops on, that's the title. What's the idea? And these are just exercise, these aren't exercises as ways to pitch things. Mm-hmm. It's just more of open up your mind. Right. Just open up your mind, allow yourself to have fun with it. Don't take it seriously. Um, and that's the one thing sometimes as, as, you know, as writers is that we, some, too many of us are under, under the thing of, if it's not perfect off the jump, then it's not going to work. There is no, there is no such thing as perfection. None. If anything, you are limiting yourself and you're stopping yourself from, from being able to get to where you want to go. Just put it all out there. Because the thing is, like I said, that's just a practice exercise. When you get that gig, when you find that story, when you find that story that you want to want to write, do it. Because remember, it's never perfect. Because we always have to go back and edit anyway. And that and this is coming from someone who can't stand edits, <laughs> but I understand the importance of them, and I know how valuable they are. You know, and so I'm like, yeah, we got to do edits. Again, that's that's how we make the story better. You know, because we're never. No such thing as perfection. Never has been, never will be. 
and you limit yourself if you think that perfection is the only way that you're going to be able to tell your story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great advice. And it sounds like, you know, you're having fun too by doing those exercises. Yes, yes. yes. Like, and that's that's the thing, you know, like, because a lot, a lot of us, a lot of us writing professionals, we have full-time jobs on top of writing full-time. Mm-hmm. You know, we haven't written the, 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 the million-dollar book yet or the New York Times bestseller yet. So, you know, we have to maintain, you know, we have to maintain our jobs to make sure we can pay the bills, keep the lights on, have health care and things of that nature. And so the nine to five can be grueling. So you got to allow yourself to have fun. It's it's such a great escape from from your from your everyday troubles, from like a world that is just a complete hot mess of a hot mess of a hot mess. You have to allow yourself to have fun. You know, and and for me, writing is how I have fun. Even even on the books that sometimes I take on, I'm like, what did I just get myself into? <laughs> Pretty example of that is I'm currently writing a you choose book. It's kind of like you know, one, of those cho- one of those type of choose your adventure type stories. And I was like, yeah, I can do this. This sounds like a good idea. Let's go. And then they're like, yeah, we'll send us a thorough outline. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> because... I looked at one of the books and it's like, well, you know, the story goes here. And then you have two choices here. And then you got to one of these two pages. And then one of these two pages go to one of these two pages. And so now I'm sitting here putting a map together and a chart trying to line up where all these pages are supposed to go. And and if for any of those, for any of you that have ever seen, oh, there's a TV show. Um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. There is a meme with one of the characters. I believe his name is Charlie. And he has like, like a map of just photos and pictures and like lines and like things are tying into this and that. That was me last night <laughs> trying to put this outline together. And so, but it's, you know, but it's a challenge and like it, it became so super serious. I had to pull myself back and say, but this is, we're having, just have fun. Mm-hmm. And once that happened, it all started to fall into place and it became a lot easier. So, that sounds like it might be, Another fun prompt too, like maybe for a fiction writer is choose, you know, choose another adventure that this character could do or. Yes. Yes. No, that's perfect. No, Carrie, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's, it always enables you to spark something else that even if you don't end up using it now, you will probably end up using it later because mm-hmm. one thing writers always do, we always got plenty of material. <laughs> <laughs> we always got material laying around somewhere. So I think it's great that we allow ourselves to do that because you never know when that one time he was just playing around with a little exercise can become something that's part of something else that's really big. Mm-hmm. Well, were there any other prompts that you wanted to share with our listeners? Hmm. I would say, I would say like those two, like a title and just, you know, like just being random, those types of types of writing prompts, like those are my favorite, like those Mm -hmm. are my faves, you know, fake titles and then like trying to come up with ideas for a fake title. And, and then, and then the other one we had talked about because I've I've already had a brain fart. It's already gone, (laughs) but, uh, and and things of that nature. No, like those are my, those are my two favorite. The other, the other one, I take that back. (laughs) Sometimes if I'm out and about. And when I'm not busy, I'm just running errands, but sometimes I'll just sit down for a few minutes if I'm in an open area and you just, you kind of like people watch mm-hmm. and like, you just see like one person, they're doing something and you're like, Hmm, I wonder where they're going. 
what are they doing? And like, you just like, kind of like, and I'll, I'm like, I'll write a paragraph, like on my phone. I'll like, I'll just write a paragraph about this is the adventure that they're currently on. And like, they can have a bag of groceries. Well, it, it may not be a bag of groceries. Maybe it's a bag of uranium. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, and then it just becomes something that's just adventurous and ridiculous, or it could be super serious or it could be dramatic, it could be funny, but, um, it allows you to use your imagination. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's a different kind of writing prompt. People watching is also an amazing writing prompt, but don't watch too heavily because then people think you're being creepy <laughs> and that's never good. You know? So like, you know, keep your distance and have fun. Yeah, that's that's a great one to you. Do you have any final writing tips or advice that you'd like to give our listeners? Oh yeah, definitely. Set manageable goals. And you can overcome creative blocks and issues. And what I mean by that is, is that we all think when we're writing, doesn't matter whether you're writing a poem, a novel, a haiku, a graphic novel, a comic, a mini comic, a story, prose, whatever. Just break it down in, into small chunks. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, we all see the big old thick tomes of some of these authors. And we're like, I can never do that. Oh, yes, you can. And granted, some of those, those tomes that people write, they don't need to be tomes. They just, you know. <laughs> They get to a certain level and they're just like, oh, let, let them write the tome. The tome is fine. <laughs> yes, it's the size of five bricks stacked, stacked upon each other, but that's okay because it'll make money. But that's not the point. The, the point. the point is is that if you break things down into chunks, smaller pieces, it's going to make it easier for you to tell the story that you want to tell. And then you're not stressed about the creative blocks. You're not stressed about the issues of getting something done because you, you're getting it done. Yeah, it, remember this is a marathon, mm-hmm. not a sprint. Done is better, and also done is better than perfect, <laughs> because there's no such thing as perfection. But getting it done, oh, that's amazing! It's the one of the <laughs> best feelings in the world. Oh, it makes me so happy every time I turn the manuscript. I'm like, oh, I got it done. Thank goodness. Okay, <laughs> edits are fine. Edits, edits are easy compared to like you know everything else. Like done is better than perfect. Mm-hmm. And don't let fear stand in. Like there are a lot of times where we limit ourselves or we tell ourselves that like our talents and abilities only go so far or that we don't have any talent. No, we all have a special talent and ability. Some of us learn it at an early age. Some of it, I mean, some of us learn it when we get older, but you can't be scared of it. Okay. You can't, you have to allow yourself to be yourself in order to go to where you want to go and be who you want to be. And like I said, I know, like times right now, these are not the best of times. I understand that. And a lot of people can't be themselves right now because of the times that we live in and the times that we face. But don't let fear stand in the way of who you are and what you want to be and the stories that you want to tell. Because I would love to, I would love to see your stories. I want to see your stories out there. <laughs> publishing world's a hot mess too we because you know we're right now dealing with a uh, a possible uh, um what's the word i'm looking for uh, when two publishers are going to join forces a merger uh, penguin yeah merger about to have a merger i think you know a possible merger with uh, penguin random house and another publisher mm-hmm. and like that's gonna like really make it more difficult for people of color to get their works in mm-hmm. and so you know like just because things might not look good right now doesn't mean that like you know your story shouldn't be told and they shouldn't be heard they they need to be heard they need to be seen so don't be afraid you're going to fall we all fall 
I got the skin. I got skinned and scarred. Needs to prove it. We all fall, but we get back up. We learn from our mistakes, and and we keep doing it. Like we do it because I know people say do it for the love is is trite. And what I mean, and what I mean is, yes, we do it because we love to do it. Yes, we want this to hopefully be a viable career. But if it's not, at least you will be able to touch someone and inspire someone. To make them understand that, hey, well, maybe I can do this. You might get somebody into reading. You might get somebody into writing. You might get somebody into something that leads into another creative career. All because they saw something that you created. And that is a wonderful thing. We may not be millionaires. But the thing is, is that sometimes we, we are helping the current generation and the generation after that. We can leave our marks in different ways. So don't let fear stand in the way, okay? Absolutely. Thank you so much. I think that would be a good thing to listen to <laughs> regularly as your your pep talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank so you. thank you for sharing that with us. And we do hope that people will submit their responses to your prompts. And that's another great way to get they're writing out there and be part of a community of writing. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes. I, like, I, 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 would, love, I would love to see these prompts. I, I really would. So if, if you have them and you come to Comic Surge, I will be there. Um, I was originally, originally I wasn't going to be able to make it, but with this change of plans, I will be there. So if you bring your prompts, I would love to see it. Great. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for listening to the Prompt to Page podcast. To submit your response to Sean's prompt, visit us at justpublib.org forward slash prompt hyphen to hyphen page. We also welcome you to join the Jessamine County Public Library's Prompt to Page writing group, which will meet on Wednesday, September 28th at 6 p.m. Register on our website. And as we mentioned earlier, we hope you'll join us on Saturday, October 8th for the sixth annual Comic Surge. Comic Surge combines all the elements of a larger Comic Con, vendor and artist booths, professionally judged costume contests, live performances, gaming, and more with the welcoming, thoughtful atmosphere of your public library. To learn more about the Carnegie Center for Literacy and Learning, visit carnegiecenterlex.org. Our music is by Archipelago, an all-instrumental musical collaboration between three Lexington-based university professors. Find out more about Archipelago, Songs from Quarantine, Volumes 1 and 2, at the links on our podcast website.